0: Good morning and welcome back to Sinister Sunrise. I'm Erin.
1: I'm Morgan. I'm Sarah.
0: Today, as always, we are going to talk about things that interest us. Ghosts, true crime, and the human mind. Basically everything you should not bring up on a first date. (laughs) Before we start game, the little thing we have to decide which order we tell our stories, we do have the Ouija board set out that Lon gifted to me. So we are actually going to use this <laughs> to decide who gets to go first. You're yes. welcome. Yes, but I am going to have Morgan kind of explain or at least tell us how to like start this, how to finish this, because I know there's like rules when you use a Ouija board no that you um, want to wing I,
1: it. Um, no, okay. I don't think so. not. Let's not wing it in my house.
0: I don't want to piss off any ghosts that might be in in here. I think
2: will be fine.
1: I mean, I sage, I sage regularly, semi-regularly, so I would hope. I don't know if you sage your ad.
2: Erin is very obsessed with the attic here. I want to go up there. Listen. Let's see if there
1: are ghosts Okay, let's finish this
2: recording so <laughs> we can go <laughs> take Do it you know year.
1: where the entrance to my attic is? Right, by my bedroom. So, like. Oh, good. Uh, so you just know if anything's happening. Yeah. This this is the safest. Mm-hmm. I'm sad. Okay, okay. Back to the
2: Ouija board game. Yeah.
1: Um, so basically, I'm no expert. I've literally only played with the Ouija board twice. Sorry for that weird voice. That just kidding.
2: Was that from you? Yeah, it was. Well, something
1: else? It was me. It was me. <laughs> but the basic thing is, is even if we're like just kind of being silly with this today and wanting it to, you know, tell us what we're going to talk about, we do need to make sure we say goodbye and close things out just to make sure that nobody can uh, communicate with us when we don't want them to. So okay. basically just like clear your minds, have like good intent and everything should be fine. Do you have to say hello? You no. Know, maybe, like, maybe I can open up the, the channel and say, hey, we have this board here. If anyone would like to communicate with us, please do so. Okay. Oh, fantastic. All so, right. Lightly put two fingers. And okay. Which finger, are like kind of on every side here. Um we just kind of wait for it to go. Right. Do we have to circle the board? Or is that only in movies? Oh my god, no. You're right. Okay, so what do we have I do? Oh, that's
2: a three. One. I'm only basing it on a scary movie. <laughs> yeah. See, I
0: wouldn't I wouldn't have known that.
1: And then it's like super light, like no pressure. Okay. Oh my god.
0: Oh my oh god! god. <gasps> T I T. I don't
1: like it. A N I C Just Kidding fam, we're at you! It's Titanic!
2: That's our group topic for today. For yes. a second I really couldn't remember what letter we were on. And I was like, oh what if we do spell like TI TI Titanic? <laughs> oh, wait, we need to say goodbye. Oh, yeah. Oh, you yes. We'll guys. guys, we the rules.
1: And goodbye. Good Thank you. All right. Good. Thanks for
0: playing. Oh, yes. Wow. And since it is a group story today, we already kind of know the order we're going in, just so it kind of flows a bit better. Mm-hmm. So, Lun, you are going to start us off on your story.
2: Who decided that? I don't
1: know.
0: Our Did we? we? Yeah, i somebody me, else? We decided.
2: <laughs> 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 okay. Well, good morning. Hopefully, good morning to no ghosts. Just humans in the room. If you're a ghost, we did say goodbye. Take your take your leave. <laughs> okay, so we're talking about Titanic, and this is going to be the real-life Titanic, not James Cameron's, which that was a director. I forgot who did that. I just knew it was, uh... Who's the guy who played Jack? Leonardo. Leonardo. Leo. <laughs> I had his name in my head, <laughs> and I saw your eyes, and I was like, eww. <laughs> Sorry, I will. Can you all wear blinders? Um... So, before I dive in, have both of you seen James James Cameron's Titanic?
1: Yep. Uh,
2: mm-hmm. Congratulations. You are part of the majority. <laughs> According to 538.com 85% of Americans have seen the film. Whoa. I'm also part of that 85%. That's a lot. Yeah. yeah. I remember watching it on my parents' couch, and my mom would put her hands over my eyes for that car scene, mm-hmm. and I remember trying to go, what is going
1: on? I'm like, what are they doing? Mm-hmm.
2: Whoa. I watched it as an adult. It
1: Wasn't that saucy? I remember watching it at my friend's house, and it was two separate yes. VHSs.
2: Yes. I only like the first VHS. The second one's where it goes downhill. Yeah. The first one's all love. Then it's like, shit, yeah, it hits it hits the iceberg. Which yes. Is what it does. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, please do my first question. In honor of the Titanic, let's think our sobriety a little bit, eh? <laughs> um, I know this is a tragedy, and we shouldn't really make jokes, but... This is the only way I can deal with the tragedy, so let's get our drinks together, and we're going to play a drinking game. Okay. I know. Kind of base it off of um, huh. F the dealer, so we're right. going to have higher or lower, pick a suit, which is actually like pick an escape route, that I'll Oh my later. god. Oh and my goodness. And,
1: uh,
2: <laughs> and then there's true-false. I don't know how to play that in, but I'm um, up. Uh, true-false, or wait, true or false, Celine Dion so agreed to sing My Heart Will Go On because two of her ancestors were crew members of the Titanic. False,
0: false.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I made that up completely. Get that cup, get that cup of spook, Sarah. Come on. We're drinking coffee and Brady's because we are too poor for Bailey. Maybe <laughs> one
0: day. Yes.
2: Okay, true or false? James Cameron was poisoned while making the movie with LSD in his clam chowder. Whoa. I'll say true because why not? I don't know. Well, it is true. Oh, We're yes. Team. Apparently, um, there are some pranksters on set and they tried to poison or they tried to like, get everyone really like messed up.
1: LSD. What?
2: <laughs> it was LSD. And apparently, people went to the hospital because like, no one knew what was happening. They're like, what is going on? Yeah. And then mm-hmm. James Cameron, being the badass that he is, made himself throw it up and kept on shooting. Of course he would. <gasps> Apparently he's a nightmare to work with, but he's oh. a genius.
1: Probably because he doesn't want to let loose and have some LSD, man. He just yeah,
2: James. <laughs> okay, so I'll get into more serious stuff. So our story takes place in the early twentieth century, so nineteen hundred. For anyone who doesn't do numbers, <laughs> that always throws me off.
1: Why? Would, Why is it not just what we are in? The nineteenth century is well, what it should be. It's nineteen hundred.
2: Anyway, I don't make the rules, but if I did, I
1: would say that.
2: So early 20th century, industrial revolution was a bowman, and people were figuring out how to build ships faster, more durable, and more luxurious. Naturally, because shipbuilding was getting more sophisticated and lucrative, this led to intense competition. And there are two big players, or big boys, if you will. <laughs> we have the White Star and their arch-rival Cunard. I don't know how you say that, but it just sounds... Canard, it sounds... Canard. It's a it Canard, whatever. <laughs> In 1907, Canard launched two famous ships. First was the Mauritania, and it broke speed records. It traveled at a whopping 23.69 knots. And for you land travelers, well, American land travelers, that would be 27.26 miles per hour. <laughs> Hold on to your hats, folks. <laughs> So, you could travel across the Atlantic at the speed of a school zone.
0: Woo!
2: <laughs> <laughs> and that may sound slow now, but it was a record held for 22 years. Wow. So, the other ship launched was the Lusitania, and it wasn't known for speed. She was a beauty. She was labeled to have really, really nice interiors. <laughs> <laughs> it's on the inside that counts. Don't judge a ship by its cover. <laughs> so, in 1907... It was a great year for the Cunard Company. And this put a fire under White Star's butt cheeks because now their sales weren't doing so high. <laughs> and they needed to compete. They knew they couldn't beat the record for speed, so they went the luxury route. I mean, if you're going to tug across the Atlantic, you might as well do it in style. Am I right, ladies? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, the White Star didn't just build two. They built three ships to outdo the Canards too. Ooh. Three ships that started construction in 1909. Okay, get your drinks out. Can you name the three Olympic class ships they built?
1: You just read me.
2: I said there was three, oh, but I didn't give you the. the... T-
1: I didn't give you the name, sister. Oh. Okay.
2: Well, the Titanic. Bingo. Uh huh. Wait, okay, why wow, you took my things? Um. <laughs> Isn't we're playing category Titanic? <laughs> I can't
1: remember the other one that was on this one. Uh, well, You guys have been
2: researching this I know. It's venom
1: <laughs> The cerebral
2: Are you saying I'm big?
1: Oh my <laughs> Or are you saying I'm
2: luxurious? It's luxurious yeah Yeah Dang, I did get my hair done. <laughs> I mean I did. So it, I'm, don't look so oh nice. I'm not <laughs> I'm
0: not looking. <laughs> isn't it the like the Olympian, the Olymp the isn't one supposed you guys to be like can giant?
2: joint? You guys can just drink and I Okay. Dream two. (laughs) Um, It was the Olympic and the Britannic. And you were correct. The Britannic was almost named the Gigantic. That's what I thought. I
0: I read and I was like, (laughs) No,
2: luckily (laughs) someone was like, "Mm, Better not. A little too on the nose. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so those are the three ships. Thank you, ladies. And this ship, the Titanic will never catch a break. There were 254 recorded accidents during the building of it. Ooh, ooh. Out of these 254 accidents, only six were considered severe. And there were fatalities. Please pick up your drinks once more, my lady. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to break up all the facts. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you're okay. Really Higher or lower? 50 fatalities during building the ship. False. No. I mean lower. <laughs> <laughs> I mean
1: higher. I mean higher. I mean higher. I lower.
2: You think lower, higher? It was lower. Oh, and Morgan is gone. It was only eight. Which I know I'm saying only, but I read something. That's actually a really good number of deaths per shit
0: I mean, it's really good. Is <laughs> it <laughs> a really good number?
2: <laughs> oh, no. We it's strive
0: for yes. that much. Not anymore. <laughs>
2: That's the posters they have in the No room. more, no less. Eight. No, Someone would saying per hundred square feet of ship normally there was a death. Okay. I only saw that in one source. It seems like it would definitely be like a dangerous site anyway. Well, because you have know? like the 1900s, like the factory work. I can only imagine what building yeah. a ship was like. And with know. how fast they built it. They yes. were like, I'm not even really listening, go. I'm just mad
1: that I keep losing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, well it's only eight. I'm so sorry for you, eight people. It was not a good number of deaths. It was just better than expected, I suppose. Anyway, so we're off to a great start. Titanic has been built. It's pulling out of the dock that has to be specially built for this large lady ship and headed to our first stop of its maiden voyage. Before I describe the stops, let's talk about tickets and amenities. Maybe I can sell you two ladies a ticket on the ship of dreams. What class do you want to start with? We have first, second, and third. Second, because let's just go completely on. Yes. <laughs> second, because that is probably what we would be on. I think would
1: be oh, third. excuse me. Definitely be third. Like, come on. <laughs> okay, I
2: was like, wait till you hear prices. I cannot afford a first class ticket. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Welcome aboard, second class passengers. We hold about the same amount of physical space on the boat as a third class passenger, but we have nicer amenities. There was different kinds of wood in our rooms. It wasn't just bunk beds, it was like Oaks and mahogany. second class has their own dining room we would have our own dining room and it's comparable to the first class dining room it's also very nice second class men have their own smoking room that was described as what i can only say is where ron burgundy would spend all this time <laughs> it was and i quote very masculine with oak paneling on the walls and oak furniture upholstered with dark green Moroccan leather the floors were tiled and patterned lino- linoleum
1: words are hard
2: <laughs> yes <laughs> well, especially in that voice I don't know how Will Ferrell does that all the time <laughs> anyway so I got that quote from Allisoncraft.blogspot. and while the men ruined their lungs and played cards women had their own librarian lounge below the sea deck this is nice. where women could read write letters Play cards and attend to their children. Okay, second class passengers also had access to an elevator. Oh, mm-hmm. false.
1: oh. oh. Man, you threw me a curveball right there. I know. I'ma say false. I'm gonna false.
2: Say true. You should just let her answer <laughs> it's, it's true. <laughs> I, they had an electric elevator. Wait, oh did I say true. Did I no, did say you said false. What? Damn it! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, so the rooms were small but nice, and they had running water, both fresh and salt water. I don't know what you need salt water for, but it was an option. Maybe it was for your hair? Your skin? Something?
1: Maybe. It does. It can't make your hair. No. It dries your skin out.
2: I don't know. They did some weird stuff, though, back then. Maybe it was like... Yeah, because they used to have, like, mix a it with weird mwah. baths and stuff. I don't
1: know. Oh, True. So. Well, that'd be kind of nice, like a hot like a hot saltwater soak.
2: Anyway, that's hey, second class. So, ladies, shall I continue, or do you want to ride along
1: on second class? I think I need to know. So
2: yeah. What's behind door number first class? I'll tell you. <laughs> okay, first class amenities for so the lucky 325 first class passengers. Their travel would include an exclusive dining room that served 11 course meals. Shut oh, up. I have never had more than four courses in my life, and I had to unbutton my pants in the car. <laughs> but, like, were the 11 courses, like, have you ever seen? Oh, he's so- <laughs> I did. My mom was like, You have to eat the cake. You ordered this. It was that red uh-huh. lobster four course meal for oh. 17 bucks.
0: But, oh. see, I could just imagine that 11 course, like, here it is. And it's like fourth the a size of the sprout. plate. Yeah. Like here's your first course. Here's your, You know how small uh, one, the portions
1: probably were? One scallop. I don't know. That wasn't I very don't... trendy back then. <laughs> no, I don't think it. Really? Yes. because um, Oh, but it was probably like coffee or tea was like a course. Yes. Like coffee uh, and salad. Okay.
2: Also, salad didn't come before dinner. Huh. I was listening to a podcast like, you know, on the Titanic. Yeah. And they had some tasty. Food. Oh, cool. I can actually find their menus. They're worth like wow. thousands and thousands of dollars now because someone snuck a manual.
1: Holy, Holy moly! Wow.
2: Anyway, so yes, eleven course meals, a private reception room that could be entered using the grand staircase, oh. a Parisian cafe. They had elevators as well, higher or lower. Two elevators for first class passengers, higher, higher. I'm so sorry. <laughs> they had three <laughs> elevators. Please take a drink, Miss Morgan. And. <laughs> <laughs> We know um, gossip was a hot topic on the ship, so when the g- women gossip too much, men could part with the lady folk and go to their private smoking lounge or their state of the art at the time gymnasium.
1: Wait, so the, the second class had its own smoking lounge for the men mm-hmm. and then first class had like, hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of smoking going on, I'm just saying. Not my lungs.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh. so yes. They had to all be segregated out, like first class. Mm-hmm. The yeah, third class. First, mm-hmm. first class. Okay, so out of all of these first-class passengers, two of them were even higher-ranked, and they stayed in something called the Millionaire Suite. Ooh. So I know we can't afford those tickets, but let's look okay. into what they got. They got all those amenities, plus their rooms were called, or their private quarters, had a sitting room, two bedrooms, two wardrobe rooms, a private bath, and a lavatory. They also had... um and their ticket prices included rooms for their per Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, the servants were staying down in third class. Don't be ridiculous. But, well,
1: But yeah. wow. Mm-hmm.
2: They bawling. Not in a the budget. They did bawling.
1: They just bawling. For good measure. Exactly. Let's talk about third class.
2: Yes. Okay. So, third class passengers represented a majority of the passengers on Titanic. But they had half the physical ship space that the first class passengers had. Shocking. Almost all of them only purchased one-way tickets because they were going mm-hmm. to america to pursue better lives their meals were described as basic but regular they had their own smoking rooms in common areas oh. and they had automatic flushing toilets
1: dang
2: this was actually not because the white star line wanted to invest money in them but because the liner engineers assumed third class passengers wouldn't know how to flush the toilet oh well yeah
1: uh yeah wow
2: so it, it sounds nice, and it probably seemed really nice, but they were a little bit... Mm-hmm.
1: Also, third-class
2: passengers were the only ones that had to be checked for lice and other infectious diseases oh before God. entering the ship.
1: That's kind of rude, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. So their living quarters weren't as nice at all. Like, there was living mm-hmm. in a bunk bed, basically. Mm-hmm. But it was still considered a lot nicer than what they had in their homes at the time, because they had regular meals, like, they had things to do, they had leisure time, which wasn't something It for was more. still, like, almost luxury
1: yes. for
2: them. Yeah, so I mean, but then it probably was luxury, but engineers made it low-brow, but it's not. I mean, it is nice. Okay, so those are all of our classes. Ladies, which ticket would you like to purchase, or do you want to prices? prices? I mean,
0: I probably could only afford the cheapest one, but um, yeah, give me I have,
1: the prices. I have at least four servants, so I'm probably going to need to go with that the million suite, millionaire sweet. I yeah. figured. Thank yeah. you. I was like, you know what? Yeah. She is her class. Uh, wow. Okay, let's play higher
2: or lower. Third class ticket, higher or lower, $500. Wait,
1: skirt. $500 back then?
2: Nope, $500, $500 now. Now. Oh, uh, that guy was like $40. Bucks.
1: Higher.
2: Use. Morgan says lower. Aaron says higher. And Morgan is right. Oh. No. There we go. Okay, so you all, you know, you got the facts about, like, other <laughs> stuff. I need to go on The prices Right. <laughs> ready? I'm ready. Yeah, we I couldn't go on that on Prices Right. That'd be so fun. Oh. um, A third class Third class. Third class <laughs> ticket was about $460 in today's money. Oh, that's close. Okay. Millionaire suites. Who's ready for higher or lower?
1: <laughs> okay,
2: $25,000 American money today.
1: <gasps> higher. Oh, I gotta go lower, I guess. It
2: is higher. $50,000 <sighs> to come the Atlantic oh, in a millionaire suite. You have enough. Is that like a... And that's like both
1: ways? Like like a, trip wasn't there. it just
2: one I way? I think it's one way. Yeah, it was just one way. Oh my trip. god. i listening to those Differently, let me know, but I think I'm it was one way. Pretty sure it was just one. Oh way. my god. Okay. So you better be saving servants. And this was not an all-inclusive ship. Passengers also had to pay for anything outside of room and meals. Example, if you wanted to use the pool, it was one shilling. Oh my gosh. And you also had to rent a swimsuit. Huh. If you wanted to send a telegram, which a lot of them did, apparently it mm-hmm. was like a really big deal. Mm-hmm. Like, hey mom, mom the Titanic. Yeah. Um, it was three dollars and twelve cents for the first ten words. That's expensive. Whoa. Yeah, about two hundred and fifty were sent before the Titanic sank.
1: I mean, they're getting their money back for sure for the build. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wait, I'm, I'm, i um. I have a dumb question. Mm-hmm. Telegrams. How did those get sent? They were like, if you want to explain. <laughs> but um, basically, you would
2: write um, it out, mm-hmm. and then there was a operator's room, which actually mm-hmm. was smaller than the room we're in. Like for this big luxurious ship. People sending the telegrams were in a tiny broom closet, and they would Morse only two people <laughs> <laughs> who were doing it oh. in twelve-hour shifts. They would Morse code it out yeah. to um, the closest like land, and then they would take oh. yeah. the Morse there's... code, put it in words. Okay, and send well it. I kind of understand yeah.
1: the pricing now. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, there's a lot of steps. Yeah, there's some mm-hmm. labor. In it, there's a particular
0: name for whatever device it was called that I don't remember, but uh, yeah, I don't
2: either it's yeah,
0: but yeah, that's how they send it out.
2: Okay, so we've talked ticket prices, amenities, ladies. Which class would you like to book in so we can start our journey? I mean, realistically, I've still got million. No, I'm <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: uh, Hey, I don't know your family lineage. Maybe you could be a millionaire suite. They I, probably have better. I career. probably
1: just, I'm probably going to go with two. I mean, second class. So yeah. I think let's,
2: let's just split a second classroom. Yeah. <gasps> and yeah, I mean,
1: yeah. they have car, car room. a card room in a letter-writing room. Like, I'm sat. <laughs> I'd
2: be sat in a, a library. Mm-hmm. I'll okay. just sit there all Wow. Uh, Can you imagine how comfy those couches had to be? Actually, no. They're probably sitting My couch. Ain't going to have no pad. Yet. No Moroccan leather. <laughs> no Moroccan leather. <laughs> okay, so so question. How many ports did the Titanic stop at before uh, uh, starting its journey to the Atlantic? I'll let Morgan answer first because I think I it- know.
1: Oh, no but answer
2: if i say it Did you guys both get it right and i drank by the way
1: say it eric so i can agree So then sarah has to drink
2: See? so I might be wrong three i think Three, Three.
1: Oh, yeah yeah but it was like yeah,
0: yeah. 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 okay and he's okay. like don't make me question my
2: answers like her eyes had three. so
1: much guilt are you sure
2: <laughs> i was trying to go for
1: like i want you to be wrong
2: anyway so it was
1: three. First stop
2: Southampton, England. They stopped to pick up workers and passengers. Nothing too exciting. Stop number two was in France. They picked up more passengers and including the ship's wealthiest guest, Mr. John Jacob. Shingleheimer no. Mr. John Jacob Astor. He was rich, but he was not eligible, ladies. Keep your hands off. He actually caused quite a scandal when he wed an 18-year-old woman the prior year. Higher or lower, he was fifteen years her senior. Higher. were then. Higher. He was twenty-nine yeah. years her senior. Holy moly. Hey, hey, hey. I'm from a group bag. It just took me a little bit. You know what off. they say? Love is blind. <laughs> <laughs> But not blind to that money. Okay, so, just a little fun fact for you guys. The third stop was in Queenstown, Ireland, where Titanic picked up her last passengers and dropped off some letters. One savvy fireman on the Titanic, a Mr. John Coffey, snuck off the ship at Queenstown and is considered the first survivor of the Titanic. Whoa. He literally took the job to get a free ride to Queenstown from Britain. And for that, sir, I applaud you.
1: (laughs) Who did they pick up?
0: But hold on, did he still have to pay the same amount just to be like... No, because go-
2: he was a worker. Oh, okay, never mind. Got yeah. That. What a little sneaker. Sir, you have cheated the system. Now we're going to play pick the suit or pick an escape route. Ooh. Okay. How did he sneak out? A. Mail cart. B. Laundry bag. D. Luggage. D. Walk off the ship like a badass.
1: I really, I mean, any of those would be like, I'm still going to be impressed no matter what. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I really hope it's the laundry. You want laundry? I just like the walking off
2: like a bad It house. was a laundry
1: bag. Dude, <laughs> I told you.
2: I just needed some time. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Drink that, Parent. Okay. I, um, I put in the bit about dropping off letters to throw you guys off, and it didn't. So, okay. Ha uh, 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 uh. So, yeah. John Coffee badass, my friends. You snug out in a laundry bag for free. <laughs> okay, so enough about background. It is now Thursday, April 12th. The Titanic has loaded up as final passengers and we are setting sail to calm waters. It's going to be a seven-day journey across the Atlantic to America. Um, we are led by the seasoned Captain Smith. It's going to be his last voyage. I don't know why I feel the need to put myself on this boat. I think it makes it more, like,
1: real. Yeah.
2: <clears throat> and we're all on it in second class now, ladies. A little okay. Okay. Alright, so it, Captain Smith, this is his last voyage. He is making a large salary of six hundred and twenty five thousand dollars. You can see the number, can't you? I was gonna say higher or lower, but
0: Oh no, I didn't
2: see it. there's <laughs> <No. laughs> got some spy eyes right now. like she's like I'm gonna
0: you
2: <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Um, which in today's money is a hundred and sixty thousand dollars. Wow. So he's making well over six figures. Yeah. And he got a $1,000 bonus if he returned the ship with no damage. <laughs> Anyone have any guesses what $1,000 is in today's money? Higher or lower 10000 Higher. Mm-hmm. <laughs> lower. I'll say lower. You went with your gut. I like that. It's higher. It's $26,000 <gasps> yeah. in today's oh money bonus. Jeez. So, knowing this, we should feel safe. He's seasoned, well-paid, and has incentive to not mess anything up yes mm-hmm. okay we're out at sea we're feeling good we feel the 30,000 horsepower engines push us along at a whopping like 20 american miles per hour things are good we're enjoying our second class dining rooms and library and pretty soon we start hearing rumors of icebergs.
1: <laughs> <laughs> thank you for that that was so good really
2: set the tone i was trying to give this guys i had way too much time to research this <laughs> okay <laughs> In total, there was 21 warnings of icebergs from other ships in the area. The mm-hmm. crew is aware, and the faithful Captain Smith steers the ship 20 miles south to avoid them. So, this is an important note because in the movie Titanic, they make it seem like the crew was going for a speed record, and that was not true. From the beginning, they knew they weren't going to break any speed records. They just wanted to get you there
1: in style. Yeah, but, yeah. What? Wow. I didn't think about that in the movie. They were. They were like, we got to get there. 30 yes. uh, knots. No, yeah,
2: not at all. Okay, so now it is Saturday, April 14th,
1: which, then Friday was 13th. No,
2: yeah, Yeah, I I had to look at the calendar a couple times, but I should have already told you you shouldn't do that. Anyway, the Titanic gets another warning of ice from a nearby vessel at 1pm. Captain Smith receives it, and our richest passenger, Mr. Astor, asks to look at it too. He snags it and takes it to show off to his rich friends. So he's just running around the ship like, look what I've got! Oh, well. I want to, yeah, this is an epic for him. So finally, around 7 p.m., um, Captain Smith gets the warning back and posts it on the community board for the crew. He then eats dinner, finds his second-in-command, light troller, and he is now in charge of the boat. So both men are very aware of the ice warnings, and Smith instructs, I, light troller? To wake him, if anything at all doubtful happened. So it's 1130. Guys up in the crow's nest spot the iceberg. Mm-hmm. They are wildly ringing their bells, just like in the movie. But it's too late. They are a few hundred feet away from the iceberg. And how long do you guys think it takes the Titanic to make a full stop? Like wow. how distance-wise? So like if they put the brakes on, how long is it going to mm-hmm. take? I can do a higher lower if you want. Two miles? Higher. <laughs> Three bitches. It's, ah. it's one mile. It takes one Really? Mile. I just thought okay. it was like the
1: size of it. And mm-hmm. even though they aren't going super fast, they're going pretty fast so the like size. But still, only I mean, miles pretty far. Mm-hmm. One
2: mile to stop a ship as large as the Titanic. Still, Captain Lightroller turns off the engine, has the ship make a hard left, and activates the watertight doors below. Which, I didn't go into details of the building of it, but Aaron, I thought you would do that, right? A little bit, yes. yes. Cool, I can mm-hmm. jump in later if you need to. But those watertight doors are what made everyone think the Titanic was unsinkable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Plot twist, it's not. <laughs> uh, so, too late. The iceberg caused significant damage under the waterline to the right side. And all awake passengers could hear the grinding sound. Okay, another question. Get your drinks ready. Do you know why the crow's nest couldn't see the
1: iceberg? Yes. Yes, I do. Okay, I don't know.
2: Oh, confidently. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, no binoculars, Mm -hmm. calm waters, a flipped iceberg, or they're just hard to see. Or all the above. Now, what was your idea, Morgan?
1: it was fog.
0: Okay, you think it's fog? All of the above, because I know they didn't have binoculars and then it was so,
2: like, dark that they couldn't see it anyway, so. Yes, so actually, everything was working against the Titanic. They did not have binoculars. They did So they did, (laughs) and then right before they took off, sorry, so they did have binoculars, but right before they set sail, they fired one of the chief um, lookout guys, and he had all the binoculars locked in his little locker, and no one thought, hey, we need those keys from you, man. There was no HR representative is on board to get the sea card back
1: should have had a sarah they should have had me so
2: they have no binoculars okay these guys are up there just using their hopefully 2020 <laughs> vision just their eyeballs yes and the waters were calm and normally if you can't see an iceberg you can hear the water lapping off of it and that's how you know mm. so nope couldn't hear it mm-hmm. and then this part was hard for me to understand but i guess the iceberg something had happened like a wave and like it had blinked or something it looked like a mirage if like you couldn't see it
0: yeah they it called wasn't it, a
2: bright white I- iceberg
0: exactly yeah it was, they called it like a blackberg or something yes. called it like a blueberg. like it wasn't
1: oh, okay
0: typical i guess
1: iceberg like, like black ice you can't see that one yes. Yes. Yeah. yes yeah to that actually okay
2: and then four icebergs are just really hard to see in the ocean like it's night. Nice. there's not right, yeah it's night. Nice. yeah it is so yeah they weren't uh they weren't very cheap. so within minutes millions of liters of seawater is pouring into the ship, and because of the fast, uncontrolled pace of the water, the ship began to tilt forward. And this basically made the watertight doors useless. Those doors only worked if the ship was perfectly level, and we can go on this later, but they were screwed. By midnight, the water had reached the middle of the ship, and Captain Smith heard the noise, and once he realized what was happening, he said the ship was going to sink within a few hours. So they saw it around 1130 the iceberg. Now it's 1225. The first lifeboat is loaded into the water with 28 first class women and children, less than half of what it could have held. Mm-hmm. 130. Shit is getting crazy. Mm-hmm. Warning shots are fired into a crowd. Things are just madness. Joseph Ismay, who I didn't name earlier, but he is an owner of the White Star. This is in the movie and this is true. He the boat is dropping and he just throws himself onto the boat and it's like, I'm getting off here. Mm-hmm. And he is scrutinized that decision for the rest of his life, but you gotta save yourself, man. Right or flight, man? Yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. he's basically, that wasn't gentlemanly. He's like, well, I'm alive. Yeah. Yeah. And they weren't even full. Okay, 2 a.m. All lifeboats are gone. There are still 1,600 people on board. The captain releases his operators from their duties and says, every man for himself, God bless you. The captain then is rumored to return to the bridge to go down with the ship. And also, this is when all the lights finally go out in the Titanic and the band stops playing. So, fun fact, the men below deck continue to shovel coal this whole time, even when yep. the ship was sinking, to keep the lights on and keep things going. They were hoping, yeah, like it the helped. power yep. would help the, um, whatever that Morse code thing is. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That machine. Yes. And the band on deck continued to play near, my God, to the... So apparently at one point they did stop, just like in the movie, and then they are like, there's no boats left, this is it. Gonna play till the end. Yeah, he's um, like gentlemen, and then oh, oh. That's true. That's one hundred percent true. There was a priest on board getting last rites, and this is my favorite story out of all of them. A very wealthy Mister Biegenheim Who have you heard of him? He's a big banker guy. Mm-hmm. This was in the movie as well. Him and his um partner, friend, whatever, got dressed in their finest clothes, had a glass of brandy, and said, "Let's go down, my gentlemen." Ugh, wow. I don't know if I have that. In That's that more court. badass than sitting so, on the yeah. ship
1: and on a laundry bag. Yes. Like yeah. So.
2: You, sir, should get a book about you. All right, so 4.10 a.m., the first passengers are picked up by the Carpathia. Those people were sitting out on those ships for a long time. Mm -hmm. Hearing survivors scream in the water for help, and they did not go back because they were scared the survivors would swarm the ship and they would all... That is the story. couple more trivia questions. Was Rose based on a real person? No. No. True. I will drink. (laughs) Was Jack Dawson based on a real person? No. Was there a Jack Dawson on board, though? Yes, I will say yes too. <laughs> I baited you guys. There was a J Dawson on ah. board, and he was a crew member. And his grave is the uh, the most visited grave out of all the Titanic ones because of wow. this movie. Whoa! Yeah and then oh. someone on like a reddit was like well there wouldn't be a Jack Dawson on board he'd never get a ticket he won it in a gambling <laughs> <laughs> but anyway there was a Jay Dawson on board um is the king of the world scene based on true events no. king of the world no okay you guys are right so no. the front of the ship was reserved for officers and crew not even the first class passengers could mingle up there so uh, no possible okay and then lastly I'm gonna leave you guys a couple quick conspiracy theories I thought they were interesting but I'm not gonna go into too much detail because we could do a whole episode on it <laughs> yeah <laughs> Whenever we get a Patreon, maybe. <laughs> um, one, damage to Titanic. There's a theory that there was a coal fire burning on the right side of the Titanic before its first stop, and there was nothing done to put it out. Then, with that kind of metal used in the hole and the pressure and cold from the iceberg, it was the perfect conditions for fracture of the ship. And it's a conspiracy because people say the shipmakers slash investors knew and did nothing to treat it. This is probably not really true. The fire was real, but workers put it out before passengers boarded, and coal fires were very common. Yeah. Number two, conglomerate JP Morgan sunk the Titanic on purpose. Morgan was the financier of the Olympic ships, and because Titanic was so luxurious, many of his banking competitors were on the ship. Oh. Yes, JP himself was supposed to have one of the millionaire suites, but last minute canceled his trip. No one knows why. It is said his competitors were on board and they were against Morgan's American Federal Banking Reserve Plan, so he sunk it. Yeah. This is also doubtful. The bankers on board were not American, and that is a lot of money and lives just to have a hit. Oh, on a lot yeah. Of people. Yeah, that would be insane. Okay, last one. The Titanic never sank. <laughs> the voyage was actually a second voyage of the Olympic. On the Olympic's voyage, it collided with another boat, causing significant damage. The White Star Line did not get any money in the insurance claim. So the rumor is that they swapped out some Titanic parts onto the Olympic and sank it to collect insurance. Also probably not true. Because mm-hmm. the damage done to the Olympic was only about $100,000 in today's currency. And after payouts, the White Star Line did not take in that much in the Titanic. Plus, again, you lost a whole ship
1: and yeah, you would have got money it after, it. like, two things. Mm-hmm.
2: So in my opinion, there wasn't any conspiracy. It was just bad conditions, poor training, and overconfidence of man that his creation was perfect. Definitely mm-hmm. a tragedy, but not a conspiracy. Thank you. Fine. Fine. Woo! That was great. Thank you. Yeah,
1: yeah. I felt I felt like yeah. I really redeemed myself.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. One more thing. <laughs> yeah, they did not close gates on the third class passengers. That was just for the boat.
1: Okay, I was gonna. I mean, I was thinking, like, Sorry about that.
2: I forgot to write it down, but I thought that was important because they're not
1: assholes. They did like just... the people on the on the mm-hmm. the lifeboats. Yeah. Those people are assholes because yes. they ran away. But nobody like everybody else yeah. was like trying to like save each other in themselves. Right. Mean, like, and themselves. Right. I'm sure we're gonna
2: go into this. Basically yes. there was just no training. So there's oh, left yeah. oh. And any third class passengers walking around the maze like, oh, where are we going? What's going on? Yes. Yeah. Touch on that. So that's the background. That's my bit. Erin, you nice. ready to tell me what
0: happened next? Yes, yes I am. Thank you. All right. So for my story, I'm taking a slightly different approach since this was an accident and not actually a crime that happened. So thank you, Sarah, for setting up um, the story. And I feel like I mean many, many people know the story of the Titanic. Mm-hmm. So ship its iceberg, ship six.
1: Um, but I'm going to
0: touch on what happened after the Titanic sank. So specifically the American Inquiry, which investigated the incident and compiled reports on the problems that arose before and during Titanic's maiden voyage, which may have led to its fate.
2: That's cool. I'd like you never hear about that part. It mm-hmm. just ends at the sinking. Yeah, I really
0: didn't know Very cool. much about it. Lay it on. Um, on April 19, 1912, in New York, just a few days after the sinking of the Titanic, an inquiry was initiated by Senator William Alden Smith, who saw the accident as an opportunity to change ship legislation in the United States. So Smith, with the help of President Taft, arranged a naval escort for the Carpathia, the ship that came to the site of the Titanic sinking, okay. and which currently had the remaining Titanic survivors, which would guarantee that no one would be able to leave the ship before it docked. Mm. They also knew that Ismay, J. Bruce Ismay, the chairman and managing director of White Star Line, had survived the accident. Mm-hmm. So Senator Smith wanted to serve subpoenas to Ismay, the officers, and the crew of the Titanic, which would cool. keep them from leaving the United States, and require them to give testimony
2: at the inquiry. Great. I mean, it's good, but... Yes, so I'm glad it all
0: happened before anyone could, like, leave.
2: Yeah, because they jumped on that. The 19th, what is that, five days
0: later? Yeah, just a couple days later. That was quick. Mm-hmm. His Smith's goal was to find the White Star Line negligent, which would allow survivors to sue for damages. Mm-hmm. The hearings began in New York and later moved to Washington, D.C., the investigation lasted 18 days. Senator Smith and seven other senators questioned over 80 survivors, both passengers and crew members, as well as um, captains and crew from other ships as well. Mm-hmm. Expert witnesses were interviewed about things like radio communication, newspaper reporting, and iceberg formation. People involved in the transmitting and receiving message the messages and telegrams about the accident were also questioned, mm-hmm. and then the hearings concluded that Back in New York on May 25th, 1912. And I watched this like two part documentary about uh, about the Titanic, um, all the events that happened. And Senator Smith was like super gung ho about Mm -hmm. it to where like the seven other senators that were there were like, why are we here? He's questioning (laughs) all of these people. And they really all didn't have to be present, just some of them at different times. Mm -hmm. So, but Senator Smith was like the main. Let it, yeah. A few days later, after the hearings concluded, the final report was presented to the U.S. Senate on May 28, 1912. The report was a whopping 1,145 pages long. Whoa.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: After compiling all the evidence and gathering testimony from various witnesses and completing the investigation, the findings were as follows. So the first thing they found, a lack of emergency preparations had left Titanic's passengers and crew in, quote, a state of absolute unpreparedness, unquote, and the evacuation had been chaotic. Another, quote, Mm -hmm. said, no general alarm was given, no ship's officers formally assembled, no orderly routine was attempted or organized, system of safety begun, unquote. So, Basing off of just this, what they found, um, many of the crew on the Titanic were actually hired at the last moment. Members of the crew didn't know each other. They were unsure of their duties and responsibilities they needed to fulfill on the Titanic. And so right off the bat, there wasn't like much structure going on with like, the employees. They didn't know yeah. what they needed to do. Lookouts in the crow's nest were, didn't have the binoculars, like Sarah, you had said. And there was a lot of shuffling going on, so they just used their eyeballs. <laughs> when the iceberg was spotted... First, Officer Murdoch ordered the engines to be reversed and the ship to slow down, again, like you had said. However, this ended up being probably the biggest mistake because the rudders were less effective and it affected the ability to turn the ship. So in the documentary, I guess there was um, kind of an expert on it who had said if they would have just went the speed they were going and turned the ship, they would have probably missed the iceberg. But since they tried to stop it, it didn't. there was no way they were right. going to be able to miss it
2: well and couldn't you in those ships you couldn't turn and reverse either
0: yeah i don't think so yeah it's
2: like one or the other Mm -hmm. so they shot themselves
0: Mm -hmm. and like you had also said one murdoch ordered uh or the watertight doors were ordered to be electronically shut but it didn't make a difference since all six of the watertight apartments were flooded which the titanic was not designed to withstand Mm -hmm. also all kinds of rumors went around the ship and a lot of the rumors at the at the beginning, never mentioned that the ship had hit an iceberg. They thought that maybe it was just like a mechanical issue. Oh. And then when passengers began talking about, you know, finally the information came that it was kind of an iceberg, not many people were aware of the actual damage and the amount of damage done to the Titanic. So most passengers really didn't think the ship was harmed and that they were fine. they were, so there were no alarm systems or PA systems around this time. So warning passengers of the fact that they were in danger was a complete mess. Stewards and workers were asked to knock on passenger stores and get them to go up to the deck and it was very chaotic also because many passengers were immigrants they didn't speak English and since passengers were unaware that the Titanic would eventually sink it took a while for women and children to get on the lifeboats where they weren't aware of the danger they assumed it was just safer to stay on the ship that it wasn't going to sink like why would they go out into a lifeboat if we're just going to go back on the ship later so no one really at all knew what was going on And Sarah, you had also mentioned how a lot of the lifeboats, again, because no one was aware of the danger, were only like a third or a half full to what it could actually hold. So that was the first thing they had found.
2: Yes, and you're probably going to get to it, but those lifeboats weren't meant to save people, they were meant to moor people. Uh Uh-huh. To what? To moor them. So basically, are you going to get into it? Uh, No, go ahead. They only had half the amount of lifeboats for all the people on board because they thought a, the Titanic wouldn't sink, and if it did, it would sink so slowly, there'd be other ships around. So those lifeboats were just supposed to take people from Titanic to a different boat. Like, they're basically just yes, yes, yes.
1: taxis. Okay. Just supposed to kind of have it
2: sit there. Yes. I'm with you. Short-sighted, but mm-hmm. I, I can kind of see where the crazy logic was. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And going off of that... Also,
0: the inquiry also found number two, the ship's safety and life saving equipment had not been properly tested. However, the documentary I watched did say that they had been tested. 68 full grown men could fit into a lifeboat. I'm 68.
2: dead. Are you? We put 23 little so first So, they,
0: yeah, the officers, the crew could have actually filled the lifeboats to like over capacity mm-hmm. if they needed to. Especially since the water was calm that night, too, so no one was really going to be, like, rocked. They could have just been packed like sardines on there. Mm -hmm. Radio was also pretty new at this point in time, and some messages could get cut off accidentally if, like, two ships were trying to send messages at the same time. Mm -hmm. So I'm not sure what ship was doing this or who was receiving or sending it. But there was one message that got caught, cut off and like mixed up. It was supposed to t- um, to ask our Titanic safe question, mm-hmm. which ended up being translated as all Titanic passenger safe. Again, I don't know what ships were doing, were sending these messages or whatnot, but that was something the documentary had mentioned. So there were kind of conflicting messages. Yeah. And then even in, so like back in Europe and in America, even radio was new to where Anybody, anyone could just go on the radio. Anyone could have their own thing. Anyone could say whatever they wanted. So what they not have their own podcast. Just exactly. That. <laughs> it would have
1: been a little dangerous for someone like
0: us. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so... But anyone could say whatever they wanted. They could say, oh, only these many people like had died from the accident. Mm-hmm. Oh, there was an accident. So all of this information,
2: oh. yeah,
0: it wasn't regulated. So anyone could go on and say anything. So that was a big problem, too, they
2: found. But also the radio people on the ship, there's only two of them. And yes. a lot of their time was the uh, mails.
0: Okay. Yes, I mentioned that as well, which is just
2: crazy. It was the moneymaker.
0: Yes. The third thing, the inquiry found. Titanic's captain, Edward Smith, had shown a, quote, indifference to danger that was one of the direct and contributing causes of this unnecessary tragedy, end quote. Captain Smith, of so his previous jobs on ships, he had mentioned they had been uneventful, which could have affected his
1: judgment. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, I don't know what I would do in this situation, though, so... <laughs> um, between <laughs> April 12th and April 14th, the Titanic ended up receiving around eight telegrams warning of the dangerous icy conditions and ice fields ahead... Okay. However, okay, the machine was called a Marconi. Marconi. So the Marconi operators, the two of them, Jack Phillips and Harold Bride, were sending hundreds and hundreds of personal telegrams out for passengers. So they only ended up sharing, like, some of the warnings to the bridge. And then Captain Smith kind of brushed them off, too. So even all of the warnings they received, they just either ignored or if they did send it up, the captain ignored so there was no no one was really focused on that
2: yeah you think the ship can't sink so the worst is going to happen is going to get damaged and you won't get your 26,000 check
0: and Mm -hmm. yes on April 14th alone the wireless room received six more telegrams warning about ice and actually with all of the warnings coming in from different ships on the documentary they said after all of this was collected you know after the fact and calculated (laughs) they hinted that There was an ice field of around 80 miles that was in the ship's path. But since no one in the wireless room were, you know, putting the warnings together, Mm -hmm. they didn't really know how massive, like, the ice field was. And then the telegrams, some of them were sent to the bridge. They were placed on a bulletin board and were not looked at. Again, they were just kind of plopped on there. And then a passenger ship, a different one, had also sent a warning, but... To the Titanic and they had mapped out the latitude and longitude of ice <laughs> that had come across. And so Hi, we're
1: giving you everything <laughs> you need to well, avoid this.
0: Well, the documentary like showed and how they mapped it out as kind of like this big, like a rectangle area. Uh-huh. The Titanic was already in it. Oh yeah. Whenever they got the message. So I guess it didn't matter, but the bridge never got never received this message anyway, so they wouldn't have known that they were already in like the thick of it.
2: I'm getting major, like, big red vibes from um, Bring It On, which is like, oh, here's the plate. Here's the gravy. Like, <laughs> I gave you the championship. I gave you the ice field. (laughs) after
0: also after they had like hit iceberg Mm -hmm. pretty soon after Captain Smith Ismay and then um, one of the officers Officer Andrews were the only ones who really knew the fate of the Titanic they knew they were going to sink while none of the passengers and other crew members knew what was going on Um, there were even like senior officers that didn't know the Titanic was going to sink until they were starting to get people onto lifeboats. they really didn't know the dangers Great. and then Smith Also had to be approached by officers that were asking him questions about next steps. What do they need to do to help the passengers? And he wasn't really giving orders to anyone or showing any sense of urgency. The only thing he really did was just then handed officers firearms to help keep passengers at a distance so that the lifeboats wouldn't be rushed. Here's a
1: gun. Let's hold this thing. I could.
0: I could. I can't understand that because if people
2: are in a panic, that's when.
1: Yeah. It's gotta be assertive. But I read an article yes. and they called him
2: a hand flapper. So <laughs> he would just like oh oh oh, oh oh oh. Like, I don't know. Just go do it. Just go figure it out. Shoo shoo, basically. Like yeah. he's an old I imagine like an old man at the came, like, ah, off my lawn. Get off my lawn. <laughs> wow. They called him a hand flapper, which mm-hmm. makes sense. Like he just
0: Yeah. So it was all the information about how Smith definitely had something, you know, it led up to what had happened, his decisions number four that the hearing found. The lack of lifeboats was the fault of the British Board of Trade, quote, to whose laxity of regulation and hasty inspection the world is largely indebted for this awful tragedy, unquote. Okay, so however, the lifeboat situation, I can kind of see why it happened, because at the time, there wasn't regulations for that huge size of a Mm -hmm. ship before ever. So ships at the time had to have 16 regulation lifeboats, and then the Titanic also had four collapsible lifeboats, so they added those before they left.
1: They had more than needed. Yes. Right. Like they're they're so, breaking boundaries with like the new inventions, so like they didn't help.
0: Yes. But yeah. these regulations again were just based on like a ten thousand ton ship while the Titanic was like forty six thousand tons and had lifeboat capacity uh had a capacity of one thousand one hundred and seventy people, um, which was just less than a third of the total amount of passengers and crew the Titanic could hold. So again, there just wasn't the amount of people in the lifeboats didn't match up.
1: Our ratios are a little off. <laughs> yes.
0: There was a Harlan and Wolf managing director, Alexander Carlyle, originally called for 48 lifeboats to be put on the ship, um, but he didn't press the matter when his name just settled for the regulation, 16. But basically, again, as they were trying to build this huge ship and make it more accommodating, Ismay wanted to allow more comfort for the passengers, more space for other amenities to be put in that yeah. the lifeboats would, you know... That darn smoke room, second third. class five smoking <laughs> rooms. And the gymnasium and other things yeah. they
2: had. Yeesh. Well, because each class only had like a certain section of deck, too. So you can't crowd that up with mm-hmm. lifeboats.
0: Okay, number five. The inquiry found that the SS Californian, which which I will kind of describe this in a little bit about this ship. That says Californian had been, quote, much nearer to Titanic than the captain is willing to admit, unquote. And the British government should take drastic action against him for his actions. So the ship, the Californian, was traveling around the same field of ice the Titanic was, about maybe like a ten mile or so difference. But the captain of that ship ended up like stopping for the night and waiting it out. They knew there was ice, they ended up stopping.
2: Hmm, which is thing. what the, the Titanic do. could have also done.
0: Yes. So the captain, Captain Stanley Lord, told his wireless officer to send a telegram to Titanic. They knew they were going kind of the same mm-hmm. area, warning them that their ship was surrounded by ice. And then on the Titanic, Jack Phillips, one of the wireless officers, like responded with a message. Quote, "Shut up, shut up, I am busy." Because yes. he was just sending so many. <laughs> oh, I read that. I was hoping you would say that. Yes, he was sending so many personal messages that he was just done with everything.
2: Can you imagine typing out Morris code like "shut up, shut up, I'm busy"? Please. Yeah. So then the other child was like, at work. Shut, up. <laughs> "Shut up!" Shut up! Shut up!
1: Shut up!
0: Mm-hmm. Shut up, shut up, shut up. <laughs> yeah. So then the SS California was like, "Okay, whatever." So they stopped. And then, as the Titanic was sinking, so they shot off those, like, distress rockets, they ended up shooting off eight of them. Mm -hmm. And the captain of the Californian was rumored to have, like, seen the signals, the distress signals and other people, um, and crew on there as well. The captain has never, like, verified these rumors, basically claiming that that was a lie. They had also mentioned, and I'll kind of get more into this at the end, that they had seen lights, like, from a ship, and then the lights, like, went away. So they didn't end up going to the Titanic's aid at all they had just stopped and sat where they were at the time when they had seen those distress
2: Well yeah and i read something um Shots. the colors were not in the right distress order or something like another ship yeah, thought it not. could have been a celebration not help okay. like shooting off fireworks from the deck mm-hmm. that was only one source but yeah sounds like they were not
0: ready to- no mm. not at all and then i just have two more things that the inquiry found so they found that J. Bruce Ismay had not ordered Captain Smith to put on extra speed, but that Ismay's presence on board may have contributed to the captain's decision to do so. So it was putting on extra speed throughout its journey. Okay. Um, And then there was the rumor going around that Ismay wanted the Titanic's maiden voyage to be faster than the Olympics was, but there wasn't any, I guess, solid proof that he was mm-hmm. like, we are doing this. But there is evidence that this, you know, ship was
2: picking up. Speeds are But would you also want your ship to survive its maiden voyage? Mm
1: -hmm.
2: I would think that would be a big one as well. They had other boats. Okay. Okay. And then
0: last, definitely not least, though, third-class passengers had not been prevented from reaching the lifeboats, but had, in many cases, not realized until it was too late that the ship was sinking. Mm -hmm. Water was obviously coming into the uh, third-class cabins first, due to where they were in the Titanic, they Mm -hmm. were at the bottom. And it was tough for third-class passengers to get up to the deck. They How the setup was, too, the third-class passengers, they really made it hard for them to even get up there because they did want it to be, you know, segregated. Third-class passengers stay here, Mm -hmm. second-class up here, so on and so forth. And they really wanted people to stay below deck, again, because of their lower status. Um, They were pretty much neglected during the evacuation. So stewards were, like, going down there trying to get people out, but then they were also trying to keep the third-class passengers in their area without getting them up to deck, because in their heads, they thought they needed to be held back until the first and second class passengers were off with the ship.
2: Kind of like an evacuation process.
0: Yeah, so they were, like, stewards were trying to actually kind of keep them back a bit, like, hey, you yeah. um, know, kind of come up here, but also first class and second class first. And just really, look, more first class men survive than third class children. Yeah. Oh, that's
1: terrible. Oh, so they, yeah. yeah. Not that any life is more valuable than another, but a child...
0: I know. It just goes to show that there wasn't... What am I trying to say? There just wasn't any, no like, protocol. structure there. Yes, there was no protocol there. Nobody knew what to do. So some stewards, you know, are trying to help people out, and others are like, well, yeah, I guess I first mean, and second class go first? Like, we don't know.
1: Even if, like, no if one that's created probably just as much chaos as not having a plan because everyone else is on their own plan. Mm-hmm. So it's like,
2: ugh, Well, because oh, I don't horrible. think it's wrong to be like, you guys need to wait, like, right here, we're getting people off, but... If you don't really have a process, that's just hindering people's survival. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, and again, the
0: miscommunication with some of them not being able to speak English, not knowing what was going on, just it was overall horrible. horrible. They just so. see
1: people running around, so they're even more scared, probably because they're like, "Great, now nah, I don't know what's going on. I can't hear anything, mm-hmm. and I'm yeah. in class." So
0: immediately after the American Inquiry ended. Um, the British Inquiry began, so they had their own investigation into it, which basically just yielded similar uh, similar findings. Neither inquiry was able to place blame on the IMM, which is the International Mercantile Marine Company, the White Star Line, or any White Star Line employees, since regulations set by the British Board of Trade had been followed and put in place. So they weren't. Yes. The White Star Line paid out $664,000 to American survivors that had made claims And then three and a half million dollars for British survivors who had done the same. Okay. But obviously this didn't really amount to the total number of lives lost and personal property that survivors lost on the Titanic. Like, especially a lot of third class passengers, what they had on the Titanic was what they had. That Mm -hmm. was their life. So, yeah, a lot of stuff was lost. And also, it, like, just boggled my mind that, I mean, great, you know, a lot of women and children survived. Mm -hmm. But this was in 1912. And a lot of those women and children had just lost, like, the breadwinner of their family. I
2: like, what?
0: That thought was... that
2: for so long. Like, what are they going to do now? They're,
0: yeah. How like lost do you think <laughs> they just, like,
2: felt? Because they...
1: they weren't educated enough to get a job.
2: Well luckily a lot of them were
1: first class, right? So yes. I'm saying
2: luckily, I mean so at least their families had money, they could send it and like help them out. But yeah, but like the patriarchy, like yep. they didn't really set us up to succeed on our own. No. You know? So if this happened today,
1: we'd be sick. Okay. We'd be right. This to happened today, I'd
2: be like, I miss you, but I have a job. Bye, yeah. Clayton. So, <laughs> 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 I mean, I'd cry, but yeah. that was just I one could thing. pay my bills, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. That was one thing that was just going on, like, just in my head. Like, what, the Let's give head you one time. more thing to
1: worry about. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Insane. Both inquiries, though, did say that Captain Lord of the SS Californian should have responded to Titanic's distress signals. Mm -hmm. And during the hearing, so he was the one who was actually made out to be like the
1: building. He was the one who was.
0: Yeah, he was the one who, like, all that blame was put on since they couldn't blame anybody else. His reputation was ruined afterwards. He and he was also fired. So, like I had mentioned, how you know the um, distress signals were shut off, and you know they, there were lights that were seen. Yeah. There may have been another ship that had actually separated the Californian from the Titanic, making it appear like the lights went away and the ship just steamed, oh, seemed off and steamed away. Wow. Yes. So that's that why did, like,
1: cut off their view.
0: Yes, because since they didn't see the lights anymore, they thought. I guess kind of like what Sarah said. Oh, maybe those weren't distress signals, and it went off and away.
1: Or you want to come real full circle? Maybe they had bystander effect, and they thought another ship was going to help them. Actually, well, yeah,
0: yeah, that's a good call. <laughs> and then, um, <laughs> yes. if they're learning, <laughs> <Thank you>. <laughs> <laughs> if there did happen to be another ship that night, speculation was that it was just like a Norwegian sailor ship that was illegally harvesting sealed pelts. However, this has never, never <laughs> been proven. Never been proven. That's a separate issue.
2: Yeah.
0: After Lord, um, after Captain Lord's death, his case was reopened, but findings again were mixed because they did believe that even if he would have taken the Californian to the Titanic's aid, it still would have been too late. And at the end, Captain Smith and Bruce Ismay were, you know, exonerated from
2: Okay, but everything. what if the californian that's what it is uh, yeah so what if they go they hit an iceberg also and now you have double the damage you know what i'm saying like there's a reason he stopped his ship he was being a good captain like you're yeah. saving people i understand like you want to help people in need but sometimes mm-hmm. I don't know. no it went slowly i guess yeah i could definitely see both things i just don't think it's fair to blame him yeah but it's like was... it wasn't his ship like he didn't Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Afterwards, too, so even though no one was really found to be guilty or no one was really um, blamed, I guess, Senator Smith did make recommendations after the hearings in the hopes that they would become regulations that the U.S. would impose on passenger ships wanting to use American ports and some of these things we do use. So, you recommended that ships should slow down on entering areas known have drifting ice and should post extra lookouts. <laughs> you don't say. Navigational messages should be brought promptly to the bridge and disseminated as required, so they need to be looked at. There should be enough lifeboats for all on board. And this one in particular was actually set into motion a week after the Titanic sank. No. The documentary. Yeah. So they were already, as the hearings were going on, like, okay, this is the new thing we're doing. That's
1: the fastest politics has ever exactly. changed something. <laughs> yes. but he's yeah.
0: On. All ships equipped with wireless sets should maintain communications at all times of the day and night. Should always be on, someone should always be manning it. And then wireless um, sets needed to be on ships always if they carried like a certain amount of people, which I feel like all of them need in any way. Mm-hmm. New regulations were needed to govern the use of radio. Telegraphy, just meaning that radio communications, not even just on ships, but radio out and about, needed to be regulated. Adequate boat drills were to be carried out for passengers rockets should only be fired by ships at sea as distress signals and not for any other purposes. So again, just making sure they're being used for that purpose. We're well, not
1: the 4th of July. Yes.
0: <laughs> also, I thought this was interesting. And I didn't know about this. The United States founded the International Ice Patrol in 1914, and this organization like monitors and reports the presence of icebergs that could affect ships' oh. um, travels, sailing on the Atlantic and Arctic sea routes. Oh, that's If any of you just want to nerd out or really, really interested in it, you can actually read up more on, like, the inquiry. You can read the whole thing at titanicinquiry.org, where they have, like, summaries of the hearings. They literally have all of, like, the witness testimony Mm -hmm. from both the American Inquiry and uh, British Inquiry. So you can go to titanicinquiry.org. And then Mm -hmm. the documentary I watched, which is really, really good, highly recommend, was called Titanic, The Complete Story, Part one, death of a dream, and part two, the legend lives on. It had really good reviews. It was made in 1994. Wow, I watched it on YouTube. Okay, and then I also used just Wikipedia. So that is my story of what happened, you know, afterwards and the, you know, evidence and investigation that they conducted.
2: That is interesting. So one thing I forgot to mention, but you said um, like one of the laws passed. So the Californian, yes, yes, their radio people, they sent that last message to Titanic, like, hey, mm-hmm. there's ice everywhere, we're stopped. And then mm-hmm. they turn the stuff off and go to bed. Yes. Like, there was no one there to receive the panic signals after the Titanic was sinking. Yes, yes, so yet that's again, true. I don't think my the head California, is in
1: my hands. I'm so... Yeah. The whole thing is just messed up a little bit. So this may be a really dumb question, but like, Erin, I did hear you say, like, the new protocols that were put in place like a week later and all Mm -hmm. that so from you guys obviously did much more research on like the the journey and the the Mm -hmm. type of the ship and all that so if they had just like obviously not stopped like the other boat did but if they had just slowed down like has that ever been talked about where like it wouldn't have affected them as bad like i feel like if you didn't hit that iceberg as hard because you were going slow then maybe it would have been like a well, tap-tap instead of a boat.
0: Well, they had said, so I had mentioned when um, the second officer did tell him to stop the boat, that's actually what caused it to hit it. Because someone on the documentary, and I guess more of an expert who is, um, like researched it more, said that if they would have kept the same exact speed and just turned it, it wouldn't have hit it. So because oh. they were like reversing the rudders, it made them like less effective at turning. It just, with the speed they were going, and they didn't see... The iceberg on in time it just that's just one of the reasons why they actually ended up hitting it
2: but if they were going slower in the first place oh in the first place yeah actually, oh, okay
0: mm-hmm. i think
2: I, it's i'm not a boat person i don't know i don't in know my, in my head it should have been better like they would have seen i had a little more time because like the stopping stuff been like better. regardless
1: i feel like it would have even if it like eventually made a hole or something like i feel like it would have just been a lot slower like I feel like from your timeline Sarah like it happened quick no as yeah as soon as it hit like
2: things went like boom yeah. boom 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 it was going down
0: that's yeah true. maybe it wouldn't have flooded as many compartments but I don't know that's all
2: <laughs> no but okay so the thing I was telling you guys about with that with the ice tray, the ice mm-hmm. cube tray. So imagine one of your old school ice cube trays, okay? Like the ones you had to like twist back and forth to pop out. Mm-hmm. So all those little divots for ice, those are the watertight compartments. So if you only, we're, we're doing long ways, okay? So if you fold mm-hmm. it like a hamburger, yeah. if you fill up one half of your hamburger with water and then you tip it forward, all that water is going to keep just flowing come, yeah. forward. And that's what happened in the Titanic. So those watertight compartments were cool, but because so many were already flooded and then that caused it to shift it was just screwed yeah Damn. so that's the only way i understood what those meant no i mean mm-hmm. it's not passing it on to yeah everyone. and
1: like when you said like the watertight compartments like made it is what helped you know catalyst for everything else that happened that's a good way to put it is like the water just like yep it's flowing down and then it's just gonna be it that's why in. it was the half half up half down yeah, I mean, yeah.
2: well and yeah. someone did an experiment too because i thought maybe that made it go faster it didn't make it go faster oh but it just I mean, didn't help it ultimately. Not, that. That. yeah, yeah,
1: wow, crazy, yeah.
2: It was insane. So uh, look into your ship safety before you take any cruises. <laughs>
1: I'm really glad, like <laughs> yeah. I, I did take a cruise when I was little, but I didn't even like think about it. You're totally
2: probably so young that it didn't. Yeah, I took a mother-daughter
1: cruise in eighth grade,
2: and um, we were probably in what was considered third class because I, <laughs> it was we were in a storage closet in the bottom. <laughs> we go cheap. All right, we go oh, cheap. Yeah. Or we go home. Save that money. We were in Hurricane Barry when it was happening, and we oh, were like walking oh, and like wow. kind of falling into a wall. And being like, "Mom, how fun is this?" <laughs> and she looked pale as a ghost. I was like, "You're so bet. lame, mom." If that happened to me now, mm-hmm. oh my god. So That's yeah, crazy. I'm glad I sailed when I was younger.
1: Yeah, yeah. The only thing that happened with mine is we were doing an Alaskan cruise, and mm-hmm. so. At one point, everything's kind of not like you know left right left right like you know crazy freaking out, but you definitely felt the boat like moving a little more. We were mm-hmm. like, "What the hell?" And then like again, this was like I was probably fourth grade, maybe, like, maybe a little younger, and uh, they had an intercom system and they let us know what was going on. They're like, "Oh, so sorry everyone for the uh, turbulence. We are with a pod of whales." Um, the- oh, that- that- yeah. So how cool. So Spinden was, like- was kind of making things like, "Oh, that's what like, so really cool yeah, that." that's really cool. That's, <laughs> that's awesome. Cool safety with that intercom system <laughs> yes but now
0: I really want to hear about some of the ghosts though because so. there's be a lot yeah. I think so yeah, yeah. Uh, there was
1: this. there was so many I had to like take a step back and focus on a couple so really I oh, love wow. yeah, there's a lot okay. uh, but yeah and I learned a lot from you guys so thanks because obviously I did all the uh after many moons <laughs> after the sinking so here we go hang you. Obviously, I have to go last due to uh, ghosts (laughs) happening after the sinking. Um, I did get a majority of my notes from MysteriousUniverse.org. I think we've referenced it before, too. It's a really good source for Mm -hmm. just anything spooky. So, yeah, yeah, uh, this particular article was Brent Schweiner. Again, I think I actually used him on a past article as well. So, uh, this was in 2017. So, one little tidbit that I found before we get too spooky was that. I know you guys mentioned a lot about Morse codes. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, that it was one of the very first ships to use SOS. Oh, so wow. yeah, a little bit. I did not know that. Yeah, it's kind of mysterious that like Morse was one of the first and one of the first to them out. So yeah, SOS. Yeah, uh, near where the ship sank, there are often orbs of glowing light moving like above and below the water. Oh. So they'll, like, it's not necessarily, like, a haunted tour or anything, but, like, people who are just, you know, yeah. passing by in the area at night, they see, like, orbs that will, like, be above the water just chilling, uh-huh. and, like, literally they will see the difference between, like, above and then, like, in the depths of the water. Uh-huh. Like that. Yeah. They said that a lot of the people, like, did try to, like, Debunk it with like flashlights and mm-hmm. shining them in the water and it's like a different type of light. Like you know how sometimes you can like see the beam of light? Yeah. Uh-huh. It's not like that at all. There's oh. no clear path that, that any of it's traveling and they try to like shine spotlights in the water, they couldn't replicate it. So what do they think? They get souls in the water. I mean, oh. Sometimes I mean from oh. what I from what I know it's, like the, what I know. <laughs> from the, one of the some of the theories I hear about ghosts in general is like sometimes it's an orb and you're just bopping around where you Suck your breath, or sometimes maybe they're just hanging out, you know. If you know, they don't feel pain anymore, so that's the good part. That's true. Yeah, it is noted that it is often accompanied by radio interference. So they're watching these orbs, and all of a sudden they'll hear like static or anything coming on the radio. Um, they also have reported, like I said, this was one of the first shifts to do, uh, SOS they get phantom SOS signals that seem to come no. from nowhere. Yeah. So, obviously technology, <laughs> oh, yeah. so obviously technology has changed a lot. There's, you know, uh, radar, you can see ships, you know, mm-hmm, whatever. Yeah. they will be, like, some of the sources said that they'd be, like, in the middle of the day, they can see all around them. It's, set, they'd, like, from their systems, it looks like an SOS is happening, like, visibly where they can see it. there's nothing.
2: You know what? That makes sense. There's
1: so much energy on that ship that went down. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. So much Not even just energy, but just, like, emotion. Mm -hmm. There's panic. Like, like, there's, like, a lot of research about, like, panic stuff. When you're sad or when you're scared, those kind of leave, like, I don't know, like, imprints of of that Mm -hmm. time. That's why they sometimes say, like, ghosts, if they're just, like, walking, it looks like they're walking through a wall, is because maybe that wall wasn't there when they passed away. Mm -hmm. So it's just, like, permanently on that loop. And then you guys referenced him a couple times, obviously, uh, Captain Edward Smith. Mm-hmm. There, He is a very common sight. He has been seen on other ships and Whoa. tours. So, what? Yeah. Uh, one of them was like, uh, talked about how they were like, just doing like a tour of, you know, whatever. They are taking a ship around and they interacted with a man who <laughs> balding and had Ooh. a big white handlebar mustache. Ooh. And he kept asking questions and seemed very concerned about the safety of the ship. And then the guy like, Helped people, like, move to the other end of the boat. And then, like, turned and he was gone. Oh. Yeah. So. (laughs) Not only is it, like, spooky to see a freaking ghost. But, like, he looks normal and you're talking to him. So he was, like, he goes, I did look it up and it looked exactly like the captain.
2: And he learns, Uh. like, ships need to be safe. So he's trying to help. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think that was
2: actually got a bad rap. And he couldn't even,
1: like, defend himself. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, there were so many missteps that like you guys talked about, I don't think he can be blamed for all of it. You know, going to mm-hmm. bed and leaving your second in command in charge, like that was his routine. I mean mm-hmm. if he knew any of the stuff that was happening, maybe he wouldn't know if he had gotten those messages from the people. Right. Like yeah. it would have been better. A lot of stuff. I'm still trying to help and safety. I can't. Yeah. Okay. So I mean they talked they did it in the movie and you guys will talk about it. He apparently went down with the ship like yep. a true captain. So okay. it's a lot of courage, I'm honestly. A lot of courage. Um, so the big hauntings do seem to be around artifacts okay. from the Titanic. Uh, the most popular being, uh, Titanic, the artifact, uh, exhibition, <laughs> the artifact exhibition, as I try to say that word. Um, it is in Las Vegas, uh, where there are over 300 items, um, that were taken from the sunken ship. Whoa. So, yeah. I didn't know that. I, I had zero clue. i yeah, it's there all the time. Why mm-hmm. in Las Vegas? I just a sight to see. I mean, why are they strippers? We don't know. We're Las Vegas. Because we the Las Vegas. All right, fair enough. So in this place where all these you know artifacts are, uh, both visitors and employees report daily activity Ooh. from disembodied voices, footsteps, strong feelings of being watched, uh, to being poked or even pushed by unseen hands. Ooh. Yeah, so it's a hotbed for activity. Oh, show. Sure. And like I said earlier, Mysterious Universe, uh, it says, Joe Zinner, the attractions artifact expert, seems to be particularly tormented by these wayward spirits, claiming that he is constantly experiencing having his hair or clothes yanked on, or his name whispered when no one is around. Ew. I know, that's like the worst. Thing. Yeah. He says he has even heard phantom music playing, which is like, I know, like, who knows? Maybe it's like the building they're in, and it's just like, Wanted from that, or maybe it's uh-huh. banned like, oh, so much. Uh, yeah, so... to you imagine? No! I know, I know. So it makes me halfway want to go to Vegas and see this, other half, not so much. I really want to go, because so we can see that, and the, the Zach Baggins Museum.
2: Thing. Yes, I want to do that. Ugh. So bad.
1: So many places I we could hit. We'd have to drink
2: a lot, though, because I don't think my nerves could take all of
1: this. <laughs> yes. um, again, I kept it short, because I, I could have gone on forever, There's right. just a lot, but... I actually can have a personal story with this one. What? Okay. Yeah. So, like I mentioned before in my notes, they have, um, you know, the exhibit in Las Vegas. But I know that also the Science Center here in St. Louis usually does, like, a tour or they, like, bring it in every couple of years, something like that. Well, <laughs> I, I went to it. Okay. Um and while I like when I say personal story, it's a secondhand story. But mm-hmm. my, my first experience was it's definitely I don't know if you guys have ever gotten to go.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, There's also
1: a Titanic like exhibit in Branson. I went to
2: the Branson one. Okay.
1: So they do have like artifacts and a couple, like mm-hmm. obviously the three hundred in Las Vegas is right. like the mega. Um but the one that came here to the science center I went to and it definitely has some like spooky factors. Um I know that like when you first go on they give you a name. Yeah. And, like, tell you about who you are and the character you play. And then, like, you go through the whole exhibit. You see – and there's clothes from a woman Mm -hmm. who was a fashion designer and, like, designed all these clothes. They have that up there. Combs, hairbrushes, coin purses, everything. But, like, the main artifact room is, like, pitch black, except the artifacts are up on these, like, pedestals Mm -hmm. in glass boxes, and there's just beams of light coming down on each artifact. So it's very – why well, I say pitch black, you can still see, but it's very like oh, that is, yes, it's okay. like it's very like just memorializing those very mm-hmm. like they're, they're, they've been in the ocean, like they're not pretty, like it's a very creepy looking. Oh,
2: it's not like a survivor's thing, it's from the
1: ship, it's from the ship. Yes, like I remember the one being like. Um, I don't know. How I feel about that. It wasn't like a comb, it, you know, like in Mulan where she puts that thing in her head. Yeah, that, yeah. Like, comb going in her. It looked mm-hmm. like that, mm-hmm. and then the coin purse I saw. Mm-hmm. Like those are just ones that like, really stick out to me. So, the reason I like set that example up for you is because my quote unquote personal story is in <laughs> seventh and eighth grade. um, We had a continual sub. Okay. And because uh, one of my teachers had. I don't know, she was just out for, like, over a month. Mm -hmm. And he was the coolest person I've ever met. He, like, worked on the radio. He was a really good artist. He had all these past jobs, one of them being a ghost hunter. Yeah. yeah. So, um, So shout out to Mr. Hinkle. Um, Awesome. He, was, he was great. So, while um, well, he told us a bunch of stories, the one that I think resonated the most would be his Titanic one. Uh-huh. So he, I, I, I do have to say, I don't know if he was at, like, the Branson Museum or, like, the Science Center one, but the way he described it reminded me very much of the Science Center setup up with, uh-huh. you know, the artifacts on those pillars and the gates mm-hmm. of light coming down. So... Couple things happened. Uh, they had, I don't know what. what and this is a while ago. I don't know what ghost hunters used back then, but they had quote special cameras to see, you know, orbs and uh-huh. all okay. that stuff. Everything, infrared cameras, all of it. Yeah. Um. They didn't really catch too much, but what brings me back to like the beginning of my story of understanding like, the orbs of light, they caught them on film oh. in the artifact room. Oh. So they like walked in, and this is like verbatim from him. They saw, like, hundreds of orbs flying around the ceiling. Whew! Yes. Um, And then at one point, he's, like, you know, trying to, like, read about all the artifacts, and he turns to his cameraman, and he sees an orb on the shoulder of the cameraman following him wherever they went. Yes. And did research. He had a long-lost relative who was on the Titanic. So they were like, what if that is, like, your relative? How cool. Just Wild. Wild. Um, But the creepiest thing that happened was, again, they're filming, they're filming, camera guys Uh walking behind him, and an orb, like, flies down from the ceiling, goes right in front of the camera, and then goes, like, over his head. Whoa. So he's like, oh, my God, oh, my God, like, look at this, and he, like, shows the whole crew. They rewind it, they play it, and they're like, okay, stamp the time. Yeah. This is Mm -hmm. groundbreaking. Mm -hmm. Pack up, go home. Stop gone no that the, and the thing is is you see like the motion of him going like, whoa but the orb is gone an, oh yeah
2: sorry my mouth is just okay <laughs> mm-hmm. how
1: yeah. crazy yeah so i know a short like i said could go on forever but yeah. it's i think it's very interesting that like the captain is the full body apparition and it seems like everyone else is like in light, which you hear quite frequently with hauntings but
2: I wonder why. Yeah. Like, is he more at peace or something? So know. he can give more energy? I don't know how that works. Yeah, or, just ch- or maybe he
1: died humbly? I, I, I don't died know. Died the way he wanted? Yeah. To, um... I don't know. We'll never fully know. But, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe he's just storing up all his little energy and then doing that once or twice a year. And Everybody else is just doing it around his little orb.
2: I kind of like that there's apparitions with a coin purse. I imagine somebody's like, hey, that's my <laughs> thing! Like, they're like... like Smack your hand, get away! Yes, I didn't say you could take that.
1: Yeah. So aside from uh, me taking on that role of uh, surviving the Titanic, that Mm -hmm. was probably the highlight of it because everything else was well morbid, very sad. Um, Oh yeah. I mean, I know like if you've seen the movie and they show like the painting in the safe at the bottom Mm of the ocean, you see like other like art. That's really what the artifacts look like. It's just like they've been sitting down there, sea and salt damaged. Mm-hmm. i think we need to take a trip to vegas i don't know about you but yeah go there can you open a patreon to send us to vegas
2: <laughs> send us to vegas we, and we will live, live record <laughs>
1: yeah. we're gonna we're gonna film every artifact yeah. take a picture yeah.
2: if they let us true the one in branson though they let you um put your hand in the water and it tells yes. you the temperature
1: yep because i was
2: younger when i went but i remember doing that like oh my god like it's it hurts your hand. It was so like I try hurt. to
1: hold it for ten seconds. Yeah, I can't. No.
2: And they had like the boat at an angle that would have been on, and you have to try mm-hmm. and like pull yourself up. Mm-hmm. Couldn't do no. it. Nope. Nope. No. I am not the upper body for that. I I don't think I would be a survivor. No. no. Not cool. with our second class tickets. <laughs> <laughs>
1: great. Ugh. All right, fam. I know it was quick, like I said, but no, that was great. Thank you. Yeah. I love a personal story. Yeah, it makes Ooh. it cool. Yeah, because we don't have any really. No, awesome. I don't. <laughs>
2: Our hearts will go on.
1: <laughs> Sarah, <laughs> thank you for that.
2: That's my only um thing I can say that's not sad. Yeah. <laughs> true. True. That's my anecdote.
1: Anecdote. Anecdote.
2: A- a- that's my leaving thing for you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> ah, and on that note, thanks, Sarah. Uh, if you want to follow us on Instagram, we are Sinister Sunrise Podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, our logo is our image, so that um and give us a follow on spotify rate and review us on itunes yeah um it would be fantastic if you have any personal stories at all crime some weird dreams Mm -hmm. you know a ghost story send it to us we want to read it we want to know what you guys were thinking about us um so send that to sinister sunrise podcast at gmail.com uh ladies anything else before we head out no. no. I think
0: I just want to mention for the people who have rated and reviewed us so far, thank you, thank you, thank yeah. you so much. We record these, some of them a little bit early, so this will come out in March, but we just want to give a big thank you for the people who have done that. We love it. We love seeing those reviews. Keep on doing that if you haven't. If you really enjoy our stories that we're telling, it yeah. makes us really happy.
1: And yeah, it helps us keep going, too. Yes. It helps our ratings and everything, so thank you.
2: Yeah, Thank you. So much. When we see
1: a listen, we're like, yes, another one. It's great. And sharing on Instagram has been amazing. You guys' the stories are so cute. Mm-hmm. Love it, love it, love it. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys. Bye.